Welcome to the Not Old Better Show Prevention Magazine Healthy Living Interview Series on radio and podcast. The show covering all things health, wellness, culture, and more. The show for all of us who aren't old, we're better. Each week, we'll interview superstars, experts, and ordinary people doing extraordinary things, all related to this wonderful experience of getting better, not just older. Now, here's your host, the award-winning Paul Vogelzang. Welcome to the Not Old Better Show Prevention Magazine Health and Wellness Interview Series on radio and podcast. I'm Paul Vogelzang, and this is our next installment of our Editor-in-Chief Series with Sarah Smith. Today we have another engaging episode in collaboration with Prevention Magazine. We are tackling some of the most pressing health topics crucial for our audience, adults over 60 who are committed to living their best lives. Let's get right into it. We have another packed show. First up, we are joined by Sarah Smith, Editor-in-Chief of Prevention Magazine, for our issue overview. Sarah will tell us briefly about the important topic of natural remedies for nausea covered in the April Prevention Magazine. These are remedies that are particularly effective and accessible for our audience. We'll learn about self-administered acupressure that is applied, of all places, on your wrist, and it really works. Sarah will tell us much more, including the use of ginger and peppermint, both of which are soothing and offer gentle nausea relief. Next, Sarah introduces us to the Meet the Expert feature in April's issue. This month's expert is also an epidemiologist, a gerontologist, and a brain expert. Everything we need to know and everything our audience cares about. Sarah shares that science is moving ahead with brain science and making enormous progress, especially in the area of dementia. Listen as Sarah tells us about this informative feature story in April's Prevention Magazine, and you will want to learn more. In April's issue of Prevention Magazine, Sarah tells us about the Better Now column, when prevention focuses on people telling their own stories about what's better now in their lives after 50-ish. Better Now is a feel-good story about these lives, their advice about how they approach life. Sarah will introduce us today to the TikTok stars of Da Baby Boomers, Beth and Cheryl, known as the age-defying dancing influencers. We'll put links up in our notes today so that you can find out all the information about all these great stories, including more about Cheryl and Beth and the Better Now column about Da Baby Boomers. April's issue of Prevention offers so many great articles and resources, and I thought the importance of sleep and walking offered unique health insights, especially this time of year. We will walk the walk in a later upcoming extended episode, so please stay tuned. But last but not least, Sarah introduces our extended conversation with April's feature on sleep. Sarah will tell us about Dr. Raj Desgupta, is known as the sleep doctor. Dr. Raj shares his paramount topic of great sleep, which is crucial for our audience's health and well-being. This episode promises to be both informative and inspiring, tailored to our seasoned listeners who are passionate about living their best lives. Stay tuned as we dive into these compelling topics, offering expert advice and actionable tips for your wellness journey and Prevention Magazine. Welcome, Sarah Smith. 
Sarah Smith, Editor-in-Chief at Prevention Magazine, welcome back to the program. Great to talk to you. Thank you, Paul. So nice to catch up always. You know, we're going to talk a little bit today about the April issue of Prevention. Wonderful articles. I pulled a couple that I thought would be great for our audience, and I wanted to talk to you about the subject of natural remedies for nausea. I think we're all very careful about what we ingest, what we put inside our bodies. And there are some great natural remedies that are particularly effective. They're accessible for our audience. Maybe tell us a little bit about that. Highlight some. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think sometimes, you know, there's there's nausea from what we eat, but sometimes, you know, sitting on a porch swing can do it too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things mm-hmm. yeah, that bring on that. Woo! feeling. Um, one of the ones that I am really interested in is acupressure because I found it to work for myself mm-hmm. too. So I was really interested that our reporter, um, you know, found that from experts say, you know, there's really something to this acupressure, similar acupressure is similar to acupuncture, but instead of needles, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, a pressure point that you're pressing on and you can do it yourself for nausea. That's what's so amazing. It's the spot on your wrist, um, you know, just a little bit above where your hand, you know, meets your arm that when you press on it, uh, it, you know, it, it activates a spot in your brain that's responsible for that feeling. And it can really, uh, soothe your stomach. And, um, you, you, you know, you can buy those, wristbands at the drugstore and I personally found them to work. Um, especially I was pregnant and on a boat and let me tell you, not mm. a good combo, but the, <laughs> the, the band really helped uh, for me back then. Uh, but so that's a good one. Definitely worth a try. You can just see if it works for you by pressing on that spot. Um, the ginger and peppermint too, you know, that's a little bit of a, you know, old fashioned idea, but they're both actually have science behind them as something that can, that can settle the stomach. Great ideas. I'm a believer in acupressure, too, and I think our audience is going to find that helpful. So check that out in April's upcoming issue of Prevention Magazine. The other one that caught my eye, Sarah, was the Meet the Experts segment focused on neurology. And I think in in this particular case, this is a neurologist that you focused on who is also an epidemiologist. And I wonder if you just share one of the pieces of advice um, from the experts that that might benefit our audience. It was so interesting to talk to her. She is an epidemiologist, also a very long word, it's hard (laughs) to say, um, and a gerontologist and a brain expert. So it's all the things that, you know, we, we love at prevention and that our readers, you know, and and our audience here really cares about. So, you know, something that was really interesting that she told me about was there science is really moving forward in our understanding of the brain and dementia that we now have these tests to show whether you have biomarkers for Alzheimer's. This is amazing, but we're not really there yet with what to do with this information because the having the biomarker doesn't necessarily mean you're going to develop Alzheimer's. So, it's a kind of a complicated thing, but I think people hear, oh, there's a test. I'm going to find out. But she says, I mean, it's a personal decision. You can find it, but you might have it, have the biomarker, but not get it. And so do you want to live with that? So really what she was, what she recommends really is don't get the test until 
And if you start to notice cognitive changes or if someone close to you tells you they are noticing those changes in you and then immediately, yes, go get tested, go see what you can learn, see what you can do, because there, there are things that we know can really help and slow down that, um, that process where, uh, you know, where dementia is, is um, starting. So I think, you know, it's, it's really about not running out for the latest test, but sticking with the things that we know are really helpful, you know, good diet, exercise, social engagement. Those are the things that actually truly do keep your brain healthy. It is more than just forgetting where you put the keys. And I, I think it's so beneficial to get that corroboration from your partner that may be noticing this, maybe not, but using that information as a gauge about when to test and what to look out for, I think is very, very helpful. So this is going to be a great piece. Thank you very much for sharing that. We always talk about better here on the Dottle Better Show, especially with regard to prevention and the Better Now segment is coming up again in April. I thought this was fascinating because it's going to be a, a, a wonderful profile to women in their 60s. So, so many in our audience actually skew female, and I think that's a great point to make here, especially in relation to this Better Now segment. I wonder if you just, with that little bit of setup, I wonder if you'd tell us a little bit about the Better Now piece that's coming in April. Better Now is a new column that we have in prevention this year where we're doing profiles of people and what they can tell us about what's better now about their life after 50 generally. That's our rough, you know, but we have mm-hmm. people in their 60s, you know, different ages that we're talking to. Um, and the column was actually dreamed up by someone on my staff in her 20s because she knows all these really amazing people in their 50s and 60s, her mom, her friends, other, you know, people she works with. And she just, uh, you know, she's like, let's, I, I would love to be interview them and learn from them. And so she's doing this series and it's really terrific. And the one that's in this issue in April and these two amazing women, Beth and Cheryl, and they have a TikTok called Da Baby Boomers mm-hmm. and they are super popular. They do all of these like, you know, TikTok dances, but they're dancers. Like they were, they are, continue to be professional dancers their whole uh, lives and they've known each other forever and they love to work together and to dance together and they are just so delightful and they have so many, uh, you know, fun things to say about, you know, being popular dancers in their 60s, but, you know, also just really thoughtful things about, you know, if you're going to go out there on TikTok, you know, you're going to get comments and <laughs> some of them are you know you know how people are on the yeah, internet yeah. and they just you know they are so wise about it they're just they're just smart about it you know maybe they don't pretend it isn't a little painful to sometimes see people you know not be nice but most of the what they get is really positive but really it really comes from their own internal joy and that's what that's what i find so wonderful and inspiring oh it sounds like a great piece well i know our audience will be better now for knowing all of that i think these two have got a lot to share. I'm excited to check that out. I know our audience will be too. April's edition has so many great articles and resources um, from sleep uh, to walking, which is, of course, coming up in in, uh, a big, big way in the next few months. And as the weather gets a little bit better, Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, Raj Dashgupta and, and the great sleep that is achieved through some of his tips and his advice. Maybe tell us a little bit about Raj. He is just the smartest, most 
engaging person to talk to about sleep. I'm so glad that you're talking to him because he's so smart and so um, fun and knows so much about um, all, everything about sleep. I mean, all the, the questions that people have about sleep hygiene the night before, how you feel when you're waking up. Like he, he always has the answers. And we asked him specifically in this issue to talk about sleep tracking, uh, you know, that you can do with different devices. Um, and so it's, it was really interesting to, to ha- get his take on, you know, these insights that you can get. Can you, are they really helpful and useful? Um, and, and it can be the most helpful thing is to take what you're learning from these apps and, and, and get an expert, some kind of, you know, someone who knows more about sleep to help you interpret them rather than, you know, you just sort of stare at all this data and think, well, now what, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think it's, uh, yeah, it's really interesting to, you know, there's sleep is so, so important. And the more we pay attention to it, the, the better, but again, not, not to sort of, um, just go off on a limb all by yourself with it, you know, get some support. Mm-hmm. Well, please stay tuned for our upcoming interview with Raj. It'll immediately follow our conversation here with Sarah. Please stay tuned for the April edition of Prevention Magazine. Uh, as I mentioned, great article about walking. We're going to be talking uh, in a separate episode, a full episode, with uh, Joy Shulman about walking and all the work that she does uh, on that subject and walking away stress. There's great articles in Prevention Magazine about salmon, about uh, cooking and recipes for a breakfast burrito, intermittent fasting, some myths about coffee, and then, of course, these wonderful brain games that you always have in Prevention Magazine to keep our minds sharp. So, Sarah Smith, Editor-in-Chief at Prevention, thanks for your time today. I'm looking forward to this April issue. It's always so great to talk with you, and um, we'll stay in touch, but please keep us posted about everything going on within Prevention. Thank you. I certainly will. Thanks for talking about all these fun articles. Hi, everybody. We're just going to take a quick break before we introduce the next guest. But you know, at the Not Old Better Show, we understand the journey of aging gracefully. That's why we've partnered with Prevention Magazine, your trusted companion in health and wellness for over 70 years. Just like the Not Old Better Show, Prevention Magazine's commitment to your well-being and happiness has never wavered. Join us each month on the Not Old Better Show for exclusive insights from Prevention Magazine. We dive deep into topics that matter to you from health to happiness. Personally, I've been a long time Prevention Magazine subscriber, including the all access plan. You can subscribe to Prevention Magazine to unlock a treasure trove of health and wellness knowledge and join us here on the Not Old Better Show for in-depth behind the scenes information and more. And that's just the beginning. This year, May, June, the rest of 2024 are filled with invaluable insights. This April, for example, we're covering essential topics like sleep tips, the best walking shoes, and ways to battle nausea. Check back with us monthly for our deep dive with these exclusive interviews. I personally recommend Prevention Magazine for staying informed and empowered. So join our vibrant community at Prevention.com. The Not Old Better Show and Prevention Magazine celebrating life together. Visit Prevention Magazine's website at Prevention.com. Sarah Smith has just 
introduced us to Dr. Raj Dasgupta. Dr. Raj Dasgupta, known as the Sleep Doctor, and Dr. Raj is joining us right now. Dr. Raj Dasgupta, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you for having me here. I'm really excited. Today, I'm in the mood to talk about sleep. <laughs> you know, I, I am in the mood to talk to you about sleep today. You've got a great article in the Prevention Magazine, April edition. Let's just jump right into it because I think so many people are interested in sleep. It's such a big part of our life. I tend to be somebody who sleeps pretty well. I go to sleep quickly. My wife does not. So you're going to have a spectrum of questions here today for you. I, I can't believe you threw the wife under the bus already. We <laughs> just started sorry. like the conversation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but well, you know what? I, I'm not surprised because like yeah. sleep is so individualized and really it's not just the person when you want to get good sleep, it's it's the family. You got to talk about the family mm-hmm. too. So I see where you're going with this. Yes, <laughs> right. It, and it it's been it, it's a subject of conversation in our family. Absolutely, with your emphasis on medicine and in particular sleep in your in your own practice, what is it that you look at in terms of the specialty and and how does your own medical practice emphasize sleep and 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 sleep medicine, I think, is maybe the best way to put it. Well, you know, I wear different hats. So I do critical care, pulmonary, and of course, one of my favorite things is just general internal medicine sometimes. So, you know, it's amazing how sleep affects every single organ in the body. So I think it's a great marriage to combine it by being an internist, by doing internal medicine, because we'll get into it, but whether we're talking about sleep deprivation or sleep disordered breathing, it really comes down to the overall theme that what happens at night definitely affects what happens during the day. So when I'm wearing my pulmonary hat and I see people with asthma and COPD, you know, you combine that with a sleep breathing disorder, it can make outcomes much worse. We have to address those. If I'm wearing my my general internist hat and I have someone with type 2 diabetes and they're hoping to lose weight, we've got to focus at the night. It's not just about what happens during the day. It's not just about talking about Ozempic and the great commercials. Mm-hmm. It's about going back to the pillars of good health. And when I talk about the pillars of good health, it's going to be, hey, what are you eating? You know, your diet, it's going to be exercise and it's going to be sleep. And, you know, the American Heart Association puts sleep as one of those very strong pillars to have good health. And if I'm just wearing my sleep hat by itself, you know, I really hope I could help people. You know, they suffer from chronic insomnia. They went to see, you know, their initial health care provider. They're still suffering. You know, they got diagnosed with obstructive sleep apnea. You're like, no way am I going to be wearing that mask over my face. Or they have restless leg syndrome and maybe no one believes them or they want to push drugs right away to treat it. So I think the answer is, is that depending on what hat I wear, sleep integrates with everything so well because one of my favorite you know phrases when i do interviews is always going to be you know that we sleep a third of our lives and if we all live to a wonderful 90 years without dementia that's the key you know what i mean and you do the math Mm -hmm. that's 30 years so i think that we really need to focus on what happens at night to make everyone healthy during the day that's really helpful i i uh i really like the way you put that because i I tend to think of it somewhat in the reverse, and I, I in my research of you, I found that you're you're a real proponent of this idea that uh, the role of psychiatry and neurology plays, uh, uh, you know, an important factor in sleep medicine. But maybe it's what goes on at night that affects our psychiatry and neurology during the day. You know, 
100%. But let me like even go deeper dive on this because, you know, back when we talk about how do you become a sleep medicine doctor, you know, there were certain subspecialties that would go on to do this. One was pulmonary, that was being psychiatry and neurology. So you're talking about some of the, the core specialties that went on to do sleep medicine. And just let me go into a little bit of psychiatry. It makes perfect sense. It's unfortunately so many people suffer from chronic insomnia. And when you talk about insomnia, what are some of those risk factors? Depression, anxiety, the medications that we use to treat depression and anxiety. So I think it's really important to understand the medications, understand the underlying disorders, and integrate it. My favorite word in the whole world is integrate mm-hmm. with sleep medicine. For neurology, I mean, whether we're talking about movement disorders at night, people who suffer from multiple sclerosis, I mean, they are so associated and integrated with sleep problems. So it really makes a lot of sense. And in fact, you know, I love teaming up with other individuals with other subspecialties that have the same passion for sleep. And it's just great the way to see how they approach it. And I think being a pulmonologist, of course, my strong point would be sleep disorder breathing, you know, and that's how many lung doctors went to do sleep because when traditionally when you have something like obstructive sleep apnea, you are that non-invasive mask that will help you breathe at nighttime. And so a lot of lung doctors, you know, went that route. But one thing I learned during my training is that, you know, there's so much more than just, you know, diagnosing OSA. And I don't want to downplay it because around 30 to 40 million people have OSA in our country and we need better options than just, Hey, here's a mask called CPAP. So I do feel that, you know, I love that now sleep is opening up to many different subspecialties and I love what they all could contribute. Our guest is Raj Dashgupta. Dr. Raj is a physician practicing in um, many areas of medicine, but focused on sleep medicine as well is a regular on media has three podcasts. Always like to give, a shout out to fellow <laughs> podcasters, Dr. Raj. You host the Dr. Raj podcast, Beyond the Pearls, Med Prep to Go. We'll have links so that our audience can find out a lot more about Dr. Raj. But thank you so much for spending some time with us today and answering these sleep questions. I think what's what's also on my mind, we hear about this a lot, and that's the term power nap. It seems like there it's all the rage. And, and I wonder, is a power nap better than just drinking a cup of coffee, getting rejuvenated via the caffeine? (laughs) Well, you know, there's so many ways to answer this question. So when I think of the word power nap traditionally, it's going to be a nap that, you know, let me, let me put you, let me reverse the podcast a little bit. So how long should a nap be? I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm sorry about it. Give me, give me how long a nap should be. Okay. I'm going to say a nap, a particular power nap should be 30 to 45 minutes. A a, a smidge on the longer side. Don't, I mean, I don't blame you. I love a good nap. I love a good nap. It's personal. (laughs) But I would say in in a perfect world, somewhere around like 20 to 30 minutes. I mean, that's pushing it. And the whole reason behind it is that it's a nap. You don't want to sleep. You know what I mean? You want to stay in the lighter stages. You know what I mean? If you sleep, if you Uh, nap too long, next thing you know, you're in deep sleep, you're in REM sleep, like, wait a minute. And the big thing is who shouldn't nap? So if people suffer from insomnia. I don't really encourage napping. Why? Because it takes that drive away to sleep at night. Mm -hmm. But if you are sleep deprived, there's no questions asked that if you're sleep deprived, a nap could be very, very, very refreshing. But I would, you know, but if someone is sleep deprived, I wouldn't, you know, replace 
you know, a nap by drinking coffee by no means. And I think the big take-home message I want to tell everyone is that if you are napping or if you're craving coffee too much or caffeine products, ask the question, why? Why are you feeling this way? Are you getting poor quality sleep? Are you getting poor quantity quantity sleep? That's going to be the big question to ask yourself. But before I go rambling on, I just wanted to throw this out there, which is there is something called a caffeine nap. Have you heard about that? I have not heard about that. So let me just, I mean, I'm giving you some bonus material here. Okay, so, okay good. We like bonus. <laughs> I'm, not in, I'm, not in, I'm not encouraging this, but you know, um, for someone who's going to be sleep deprived, they want to have the alerting benefits, you know, of a nap beyond the refreshness of a nap that right before you, you take that nap, you drink some coffee, you know, and it usually takes around, you know, 20 minutes or so for it to kick in. So if you drink that coffee, take the nap, the nap will be refreshing. And then when you wake up, you're going to get the alerting effects of the caffeine and the coffee. So you get the best of both worlds. Wow. So that's a caffeine nap. That's a bonus. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got this really great article in the April 2024 issue of Prevention Magazine. Give us some tips, some additional tips. You, you gave us a bonus just then about uh, the combination of, of caffeine and napping. So <laughs> maybe give us two or three of your, of your uh, part of your list of great tips for great sleep. Sure. You know, I think number one is expectations. I know that's not really a, a tip per se, but, you know, I think that if you're someone who thinks you're going to sleep perfectly, you know, seven days a week, you know, you know, you know, it, it's going to be, you've got to be realistic in the sense that, hey, we all have a bad night sometimes. And it doesn't mean because you have a bad night, you need to grab the melatonin or grab, you know, over-the-counter medications. So I think expectations is always going to be very important. I think that, you know, if you're not doing well during the day, I think you always have to ask the question, hey, why? And it could be something at night. And that's going to be very important. And if we're going right into um, specific primary sleep disorders, I do want people to know that, hey, people who suffer from obstructive sleep apnea, we're coming a long way now. And I don't think that wearing continuous pos- having continuous positive airway pressure CPAP with a mask is the answer for everyone. And I think that this should be discussed with your primary doctor, discussed with your sleep specialist. When we talk about insomnia, you know, unfortunately, there are individuals that suffer uh, chronically from insomnia. And, And what is chronic insomnia? Having symptoms such as difficulty initiating sleep, maintaining sleep for three days a week for more than three months that, hey, after we do the main state therapy for insomnia, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, cognitive means your thoughts, behaviors are going to be your actions, that, hey, there are new medications out there that are not going to have some of the addictive effects of some of the traditional things that we use that can be discussed with your primary doctor and your sleep specialist. And realize that, you know, one, there's not one advice that fits everyone. Sleep is very, very individualized. Very helpful. Thank you. Dr. Raj, final final question for you. Yeah. What are, what are some of the recent discoveries? I mean, we've heard, you know, you you really talked so so powerfully about power naps and we've mm-hmm. heard about napping and Alzheimer's and a possible correlation. What are some of the other recent discoveries in sleep medicine that you think we we need to be aware of right now? Yeah. You know, you mentioned Alzheimer's and that's very I'm very passionate about that. So my dad, he has Alzheimer's and you know, nothing makes you more invested in something when your loved one suffers from it. And, you know, it's not just because I love my dad and I feel bad for him. It, it really affects everyone in the family. And my, my mom's going through quite a bit. 
And one thing I realized is that many individuals with Alzheimer's sleep is, is, is horrible. I mean, they're sleeping at odd times during the day. They're not sleeping at night. Um, they're being placed on, you know, medications that are, have a side effect of sleepiness or antipsychotic medications. It, it's, it's really tough. And one thing that research has shown is that not just people with dementia, but, you know, as you get older, sleep is just as essential. It's not easy to get sleep when you're older, you know what I mean? But it's just as important. And by addressing primary sleep disorders, such as obstructive sleep apnea, by trying, and that's the key word, it's not easy, but trying to get good sleep, that it helps out with cognition. And there's definitely strong data that shows that getting good sleep, quantity and quality, will definitely uh, help out with memory, cognition, and uh, of course, that really leads into Alzheimer's. Dr. Raj, thank you for your time, for all this great information. Of course, Dr. Raj will be featured in the April 2024 issue of Prevention Magazine on the subject of sleep. My best to you, my best to your family, my best to your mom. Those are tough moments, and um, hopefully that ultimately can, can work out for, for you all. But uh, thank you for your time. We'd, we'd love to have you back and talk about this on a regular basis because just as you said, I think everybody does like to talk about sleep and we need to know more information about this. It'll just help us do that better, get better. Yes, and you know what? I actually super enjoyed being here chatting with you. And yes, you don't have to twist my arm. I would love to pick this up again sometime. We'll do it. Thank you very much, Dr. Raj. Good talking to you. I hope you have a great rest of your day. You too. Thanks. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed our April 2024 Prevention Magazine Editor-in-Chief interview series with Sarah Smith. Today we spoke with Sarah and Dr. Raj Desgupta about sleep. We talked to Sarah Smith, Editor-in-Chief, about some natural remedies for nausea covered in the April issue of Prevention. Sarah introduces us to the Meet the Expert feature in April's issue, who is also an epidemiologist, a gerontologist, and a brain expert. You'll want to know more about this feature story, I guarantee you. Sarah then told us about the April 2024 Prevention Magazine feature story and the Better Now column, when prevention focuses on people telling their own stories about what's better now in their lives after age 50-ish. Better Now is a feel-good story about these lives, their advice about how they approach life. Thank you, Sarah, and Dr. Raj Deshgupta for your invaluable insights. And thank you, our audience, for tuning in. Remember, knowledge is power, and it's never too late to live your best life. The Not Old Better Show, Prevention Magazine Health and wellness interview series. Check out the April 2024 issue and please sign up for the Prevention Magazine Prevention Premium Program. Everything from today's show will be in our show notes with links for more information. So please check it out and please be well, be safe, and let's talk about better. The Not Old Better Show Prevention Magazine Health and Wellness Interview Series. Until next time, stay informed and stay healthy. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next month.